He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Direct from the left coast, my old friends Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring. Join me via the Laser Hotline. What's up, guys? How much, man? How's it going? It's going well. It's great to hear your voice again. Thanks. Yeah, how are things in Des Moines? Things are good. You know, I had to do the math. It's uh, incredibly, it's been nearly seven years since you guys co-headlined our Laser Fest show back in 2014. Wow. Yeah, crazy. That was right. That was with uh, Skillet. Yep, Skillet. Queens of the Stone Age was on that show. It was a crazy day, followed by an even crazier evening. I don't know if either of you remember that show or anything about the chaos happening outside during your set, but there were like tornado warnings going on right after we introduced you. (laughs) I don't remember that. I know we flew home through, I think, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, and we had we got stuck. And I know Pete, I think, got really shafted with traveling home. He, he lives in Nashville, so he had to bounce all over to get home. So it's been seven years since LaserFest, and coming up on nine since your last album. Let the Bad Times Roll is the band's 10th studio album, and we look forward to its release April 16th. Guys, excited? Thanks, yeah. We're super excited, man. We can't wait for... I know we released the first single. Uh, We can't wait for the rest of the songs to get out so the fans can hear it. Well, I think the title speaks for itself, considering the year that we've all had to endure. But here's the thing I love most about Offspring. No matter what story or message the lyrical content is presenting, I come away from a listening experience feeling good, you know? <laughs> right, right. That's right. We're sort of like the Tony Robbins of punk rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. I never thought of that. The Tony Robbins thing what? I was thinking like the, the chick who cleans out people's closets. If it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. Right? <laughs> oh, that's the, yeah, that's yeah. The, between her and Tony Robbins somewhere yeah, lies the, the offspring. The, the Joel Osteen. Of, uh, oh, oh. Uh, too far? Uh, well, I like how he said the title speaks for itself. Because people are saying, what does this mean, let the bad times roll? Right. I'm glad it's obvious to him because it should be obvious. It's yeah. Been, it's been pretty crappy, and you know we're not we're not out of it yet. I know some of these songs predate COVID, you guys, but did the lockdowns and quarantine alter your creative process a great deal on the newer tracks, or have you always sort of worked the same basic way when you write and record? Well, I think it definitely had. I mean, it gave us time to reflect on what we had and tweak parts of it. You know, tighten it up a little bit uh, towards the end. You know, and. Uh, I, you know, I think it, it had an effect on what we wrote about lyrically, you know, in some regards. It was good to have that time in retrospect to, to finish the record because it helped us to, to make it better in, in a way that we wouldn't have had the time to do. But does that extra time sometimes become a curse in that do you feel the need to continue tinkering with something or are you OK putting it down once you think that you have it where you want it? Well, we we had already spent eight years working on it. <laughs> there you go. When the pandemic hit, and I kept thinking, man, we never should have joked about calling one of our records Chinese Democracy before, which I think was Conspiracy of One. We were going to call it Chinese Democracy. <laughs> uh, so that came back to bite us. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's definitely easy to fall into that where you just don't want to let anything go. You know, it's never good enough. You keep expecting your stuff to be so much better, so much better, and, you know, you're just not there. 
you know, it's, it's or it's you know, you gotta you gotta abandon it before it gets to that point. Yeah, I suppose. Depending on the window of time you were writing and recording, I'm guessing there was more uncertainty in terms of what else can be done besides releasing an album, playing live, for example. Were you prepared to sit on this album longer, if need be, or was there that feeling that no matter what, it was going to be April sixteenth? No, we could have sat on it longer. We decided, you know what, it's the record's done. It's been nine years. We, we need to get this to the end. And we love the record. We're, we're just stoked with what we what we ended up with. So we wanted to get it into the hands of the fans. You know, we didn't want to we didn't want to wait anymore for for us to be heard. Really, tell me about titling songs. I think typically some of your most well known titles were in reference to a specific lyric that was a central theme or a major part of the chorus. At least, come out and play. Self esteem, pretty fly for a white guy. All of those great songs. As I'm perusing the track listing for "Let the Bad Times Roll," several of these jumped out at me. In the Hall of the Mountain King. Is that an actual cover? It is. Yeah, it's just it's almost kind of like a little blurb where we. Uh... We covered Edvard Griggs uh, in the Hall of the Mountain King, and we we start off, you know, at a, at a reasonable tempo, and then it just gets kind of out of hand from there. From faster and faster, yeah. right? Wow. It's one of those songs where I don't know if most people know it by name, but once they hear it, they'll be like, oh, my God. And so what, if nothing else, what we've done here is I think everybody's off Googling in the Hall of the Mountain King now, and maybe it'll be up on the iTunes chart at some point. Who knows? Uh, everybody doesn't everybody know it from the Looney Tunes? Well, maybe they they don't know it by name. That's right? what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll don't recognize it from the old Looney Tunes cartoon. Yep, no so. question. That's why I had to ask. I think, yeah. Did you do you actually put lyrics to that, or is it just instrumental? It's just an instrumental. Okay, got we it. Should have, we should have added some lyrics. Some lyrics. Yeah. That would have been very interesting because how old is that song? That's at least a couple hundred years old, right? Yeah, a couple hundred years, but it's never really been done right in that time. It's <laughs> just taken and really do it right. Been done right. And I think that we can we can win. We can have the most popular Hall of the Mountain King out there because <laughs> Greek Greek he has no social media presence at all, right? So I think we can That's we can true. Yeah, you take this one. Greek was wasn't an influencer. We're gonna make it our own, like right. the way you know Whitney Houston redid Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You, but you think it's it's Whitney Houston's song now. It's not Dolly Parton's song. Yeah, that's a good point. Jimi Hendrix did that with All Along, <laughs> All Along the Watchtower with Bob Dylan. There's a lot of examples of this, and actually what you've probably done is now everybody's a Grig fan, so... They're going to associate that song with us. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you, were, you were also kind enough to write an ode to the married man. We never have sex anymore. Um, I'll tell you what. Immediately came to mind for me, guys, and this is so pathetic, but remember You Don't Bring Me Flowers? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in the 1970s, they had to be more clever if they wanted to sing about bumping uglies. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We right. never... We don't, we we don't need to be clever anymore. We're not clever, yeah. <laughs> when it's good for you, babe, and you're feeling all right, when you just roll over and turn out the light. That's right. How about that? Yeah. That'll be a that'll be a hidden track on the next Offspring album, right? That's the line from "You Never Bring You Don't Bring Me Flowers Anymore." Yes, of of course. Yeah, yeah. Absolute yeah. classic. But yeah, we never have sex anymore. It's just, I'm sorry, but like every married man in America is going to be like, hell yeah. And and half the married women, at least. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Half, 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 at least. Uh, yeah. Good point. You know, we, we have joked around with this idea ever since we were younger. So 
I don't think it's just a married thing. I, I think it's something that anybody in a relationship goes through from time to time, and hopefully people will identify with it. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to hearing that one for sure. Um, back to quarantine and some of the things that kept the both of you busy during that time. Here, kitty, kitty, the fact that you covered a Joe Exotic song alone, guys, carried me through the early months of the lockdowns, and I thank you for that. Yeah, that was our pleasure to do that. It really was a fun thing. And but but I got to clear it up. Joe Exotic paid some guys to write that song. He told he told them about Carol Baskin, and he paid some guys to not only write but record and and record all the instruments and sing on it. Joe Exotic had nothing to do with that song. He's not singing it. He just milly vanillied it. All those songs. He's Millie Vanilling the hell out of him. He didn't yeah. write or sing or perform any of those songs. And it's about time he was exposed. Yeah. For the for the, <laughs> the douchebag he is. Yeah. The cheat, the liar that he is. Well, at least he didn't get pardoned. I think we were all worried about that, weren't we? Yeah, I know. He's so bummed. He totally thought he was, yeah, he's, he thought he had that one in the can for sure. Yeah, exactly. I feel like maybe Here Kitty Kitty would be a hidden track on a CD back in the day, maybe. Yeah, you know, we put that out, and it was it was banned from the Internet. Yeah. Uh, There's nothing normal or usual business-wise about that, about that documentary. Everything with that documentary is just fucked up. Even the cover. But I think it, you said it's, out, it's back on the Internet. It's on the Internet, but we can't host it. We've been served a cease and desist order by the two guys that actually did write and record that. Oh, wow. Stuff. Because they, they don't want us to get in the way of their version, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And I think just helping their version, right? I, mean, I we're, think so. And it's done in a respectful way. We just, yeah. we're, we're, we're pumping them up, but somehow they don't, they don't see it that way. But the record's still not out, and since it's not out, they never really copyrighted it. So if you, normally if they did it, we could, we could just do a cover of it, as long as we paid them royalties and gave them credit. But because they never copyrighted it, we can't do it. Oh, that sucks. It's insane. There's just nothing normal about any of that. Speaking of normal, I mean, we're all hoping, of course, so we can get back to what we all consider normal. And I guess everybody's got a different definition of what that is. But for a lot of us, you know, it's been a year plus now since we've seen a live rock show. Um, I, I saw that you guys actually have some items on your itinerary coming up here pretty soon, don't you? We do. Yeah, we're scheduled to play some shows, I think, as early as June in Europe. Um, we're not, we're not hundred percent that those are going to happen. Uh, it all depends on the, the, the disease, really the virus. As soon as it's safe to get people together, as soon as the, the spread is low enough to where people can gather safely again, we're on it. But until then, we're not going to go out and, and put anyone's life in danger. Sure. I get that. Have either of you been vaccinated yet? Uh, I haven't. I got my dad, I got my dad vaccinated the other day, um, uh, for a second one. So my dad's good, but no, we're still too young. Wow. Yeah. Much too young. Much too young. We're, way, we're, we're not even close to the age. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, you both look really good for 30 years old, let me tell you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. for sure. So besides, you know, the I guess the intention to get out and play some shows this summer, what else can be done that's 100% certain aside from the release of the album on April 16th? What else is sort of being planned right now? Well, there's always... Joe Exotics, I saw a tiger. I suppose we can cover <laughs> yeah. that one. <laughs> We're really reaching now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we plan to release singles and do whatever we can to promote stuff. There's, you know, the very important ingredient of touring 
can't be done right now, but we intend to do everything else that we can. Yeah, sure. I like that you put out a Christmas song. That was kind of neat. Yeah, that was fun. That was something we've kind of, you know, discussed uh, doing from time to time, and then we had the time that we were in the studio. We had the time to get it done, so so we jumped at it. It was great. I was told once, and I won't tell you who told me this, somebody that's pretty well known in, in the music industry, somebody told me once that if you can write a Christmas song that sticks, that is your meal ticket for the rest of your life. Joe, was it Joe Escalante? I don't want to say, but no, it wasn't Joe, but no, it was it was somebody pretty well known in your business. Okay, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this is just a cover, so no songwriting royalties on this one. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. true. They come back every year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Um, before my time with you runs out, I wanted to make sure and thank you for the bottle of Let the Bad Times Roll Hot Sauce. That's right. We knew that the album, Let the Bad Times Roll, really deserved a companion piece, uh, Hot Sauce. Dexter, I know this is a passion of yours. I've actually bought several bottles of Gringo Bandito in the past, and I can't help but think of you with every new episode of Hot Ones that comes out. Are you familiar with that show? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're trying to uh, get on there. We want to both do it. Well, of course, I think you guys would be fantastic. I'm putting the word out to Sean Evans, the host of that show. Offspring, new album, April 16. Book them. Come on, Sean. Please. Do it. Yeah, yeah. we're ready. I think you guys would be great on that. How much of a tolerance do the both of you have? Uh, Dexter probably has pretty decent tolerance for hot stuff, right? You do hot sauce. Yeah, I think so. I my my tolerance comes and goes. Right now, I'm I'm pretty good. I've been enjoying hot stuff lately, but every once in a while, I I, I get like a weakness to hot sauce, and I can't do that much. I can't throw down. Isn't isn't that weird how that happens? Sometimes you know. Things that don't strike you as too spicy, and other times, ah, this is too hot. I can't do it. Yeah, that doesn't happen to me. Doesn't happen to you. Yeah, yeah, you just build. Oh yeah. Sometimes it happens to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Noodles. I I've always been a big fan of hot stuff, and I I figure the older I get, it's probably going to be a little more difficult to stomach things like that, especially the the final dab, for example, that last sauce that Sean puts on that show. Apparently, it's a it's a killer. I've never tried it, but are you calling me old? (laughs) <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, you're asking me that question and you don't even know how old I am. So there. <laughs> I would never do that. No, I said you both look great for 30. But anyway. Um Thank you guys so much for taking the time. You guys are awesome. Uh, can't wait for Let the Bad Times Roll. It's coming April 16th. And uh, assume, like uh, Dexter, you alluded to the fact that you guys are going to be putting out some more material here as we get closer to the album release, right? Absolutely. This is just the first single, and we can't wait for people to hear the whole record and 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 other, other presumed singles. There you go. Uh, Dexter, Noodles, thank you guys so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it, and always love having you on the show. Great talking with you. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it, man. Yep, take care, you guys. You too, man.